but school as a system teaches us that it's bad to fail. You know, yep. mm -hmm. if you fail, it's a wrap. You're losing. It's not good. You know what I mean? But, you know, when you fall down, it's like riding a bike. You'll never learn how to ride the bike if you're scared to fall because you're going to fall yeah. nine times out of ten. And, you know, most people fall. So it's really not about the fall. It's really about the, the comeback. It's really about the get up. You know what I mean? Welcome back to the New Chilling Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And today we got something special for y'all. You know, we know y'all waiting on season three to drop. Well, you know, we know y'all waiting on the next uh, movie reviews we got for y'all coming up this year. Mm -hmm. But today we're sitting down with filmmaker Ron Elliott Jr. All that's going on in the world uh, right now, especially uh, with our community, Black folks. So we just thought it'd be great to share a conversation with Ron on his journey to tell the story of healing his family through his upcoming documentary, Die, Willie Die. Before we hop into the interview, y'all know we got to give you another reminder because we know you've been waiting. It's been a few weeks, but we had to rest. We had to recoup. We had to come back bigger, better, stronger. Season three will be premiering next week, January the 24th, wherever you listen to free podcasts, wherever they are available, this season will be available for you to stream. And you know we come in with heat. But for right now, go ahead and tap into our conversation with Ryan Elliott Jr. about his upcoming film, Die Willie Die. Y'all gonna really love this one. So let's get into it. Burr, 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 burr. Let's do it. The new chilling circuit. Oh, hi again, Ron. Uh, welcome to the new chitlin circuit. We are super glad to have you here and excited to talk more about your upcoming film. So just to kind of kick us off and get started, uh, can you tell us more about Die Willie Die? Yeah, so Die Willie Die is a documentary about healing from multi-generational trauma, uh, particularly Black families, uh, uh, descendants of uh, uh, Africa, people living in mm -hmm. America who have been separated from knowledge of themselves. So the goal of the film is, is to help people uh, recognize the programming that they've experienced in their life here and to identify the traumas that may be holding them back and find solutions to help them move forward so they can have a more prosperous life. Love that. And kind of on that same vein, just from our, uh, our research on the documentary uh, and also just some readings about what you have coming up. So we know that the film also covers like healing and also mental health within the black community uh can you yeah. tell us more about why that theme and topic was so important to you so the the idea of healing is one that um from any person that's black in america right we're experiencing mm -hmm. these traumas daily and um in my line of work that I, I previously did um in terms of uh coaching people and things like that i noticed that a lot of the things that hindered people were things they internalized, like certain certain traumas they may have had mm -hmm. in childhood, certain uh, experience they may have had limited their belief in themselves to overcome and to do things. So that was one of the inspirations behind the mental health. Additionally, um, I have a lot of friends and family who suffer from uh, mental health conditions and things mm -hmm. like that. And one of the things I wanted to do was to make sure that we, we broke the, the stigma um, on mental health because people, you know, people are dealing with things and being challenged with things every day, but they're afraid to get help. 
And sometimes a conversation can change your life. I had a friend, um, one of my best friend killed himself, supposedly. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't always believe that this happened, but uh, supposedly my best friend killed himself and I just couldn't wrap my mind around why didn't he say something? Why couldn't he talk to me? Why couldn't he, you know, it couldn't have been that bad that we couldn't, whatever was going on, we couldn't fix it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's things like that that encouraged me to to talk about the topics and to be open about it and to encourage people to to be confident and, and seeking help. I can attest that we are both uh, some mental health girls here and love yeah. a good therapy session. So yeah. <laughs> it's real important, especially for our community, yeah. you know. Yes, yes. We run from it. Yes. I agree to that. What one question I have is about the the multi-generational like angle. I feel like it's, you know, luckily as a community, there's kind of been a little upswing in the acceptance and destigmatization of like mental health, like getting help. We still got work to do, but there's a, you know, there's been a little bit of progress. But it was interesting mm-hmm. that you you took it from a like family perspective. So in that like multi-generational wanting to tell this story, wanting to uh, make this path for the next generation? Did you have like an, an aha moment, uh, maybe when you were around kids or something uh, that made you want to push the story like, you know, forward for that generation? So uh, for me, uh, one of the, 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 the ideas of the multi-generational trauma, it stems back to my personal childhood first, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up in the, in the era where um, drugs pretty much ruined uh, a lot of black families and my family happened to be one of those families. Right. Mm-hmm. So as a child, I always thought that if, when I became an adult, if I was fortunate enough to be a father, that I would break the chains that I felt were on me as a child. Right. So the first thing starts with yourself. Right. So for me, it was a, a thing of looking internally and saying, Hey, how do I do better for my kids, right? You know, I'm a father of four, and um, four. And I'm gonna say four. I'm gonna say five because of my my friend I spoke about. I, I pretty much raised his son too. But uh, my my concept was I have to give my children something better than what I had, and I have to teach them something different than what I was taught, so that they don't make the same mistakes that I made, so that they can then position their children to be better off than than I was and then they were. And then if we continuously do that, then we'll start seeing change. So it really boiled down to that. And then additionally, you know, if you do research on the Willie Lynch letter and things like that, um, the, the premise of the Willie Lynch letter was to make black people enslave themselves mm-hmm. over multiple generations. That was like one of the premises. He says that, you know, if you follow these, these rules, then you won't have to make people slaves. They'll make themselves slaves. So, I just wanted to reverse that curse. How do we reverse the curse? It's a generational thing, so it's got to be passed down from from parent to child. Uh, on the vein of the Willie Lynch letter, actually, um, so we were both pretty curious about this. Uh, it's just two very uh, well-read uh, people in general and know that your journey uh, for this film was loosely based. Well, the journey was somewhat guided by the Willie Lynch letter, correct? Right. So just It was curious- influenced. Influenced, influenced. Yeah. Uh, just really curious to know how does uh, the film itself contend like with the knowledge we have now that the letter was actually fictional? So the 
one, we are we address that the film in the film that the letter is, is fictional, right? So right. we don't we don't tell people that Willie Lynch was real. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but what we talk about, like the the initial theme of it was killing the ghost of Willie Lynch. In other words, killing the mindset that has been derived. Because if you read the book and you look at black people over time in society, mm-hmm. you see similarities in the programming, right? You see um, us living a life filled with fear, living a life filled with envy. You know, we're afraid of each other. We're jealous. You know, we don't trust each other, right? You see these mm-hmm. things play out in real life. And so I think, you know, when you when you look back to the book, I think the intent of the book was to rile people up, say, hey, listen, this is how we are. We need to change this, right? This is, this was loosely, a, a, a loose, uh, depiction of what happened to us, but be incited to riot in, in, in right. terms, you know what I mean? Like be in, incited to change. And that's the same. The thing with the movie is um, Die Willie Die is actually like one of three movies. So the first movie is intent on mindset. So this movie is all about mindset. It's all about recognizing what's going on with yourself and, and recognizing you have the power to change it. Um, so when you get into the film, it's not like a slave movie. It's not like a reenactment of the Willie Lynch letter or it's not that, you know, a lot of people think it, it may be that because the title is like so strong, you know, die, Willie, die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's just really about killing the mindset that that is is um, projected from the concept of the Willie Lynch letter. Mm, got okay. It. That has some extra context, you know. One question I have about that, because in the, the documentary, you're in front of, are you in front of the cam in the documentary, like going around to to find these, like uh, to go on this like journey of discovery for yourself as well? So I am in front of the camera, incidentally. I, it wasn't yeah. the intent uh, <laughs> with this with this version of it, with the original version of the film. So one, one thing we learned, I've learned about films is you had a film that you plan to make, you had a film that you make, yeah, <laughs> and then and then and then you wind up with the film that you that you made, right? You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, I wound up being in front of the camera a, a lot more than I anticipated. So, uh, but um, I'm 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 behind the camera. I'm in front of the camera. I'm a, I'm a little bit everywhere, you know. Yeah, I touched a little bit takes. of everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, you know, and, and the filmmaker. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, we love that though. <laughs> you know, in that experience, uh, like hopping in front of the camera and like uh, getting in front of the the folks you interact with firsthand, did you have any like enlightenments or like revelations uh, along the like path to to finish the movie? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm so I just spoke with my co-director a little a little bit ago. Uh, work talking about some edits and. Um, we were just talking about how we've watched this thing like 50 times mm-hmm. and we're still interested in watching it. And um, the, the cast, man, they were just phenomenal people and they had phenomenal stories. And um, I learned things like scientifically, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I learned things spiritually and, you know, I've, ha- I've had conversations in this process with the people that have been a part of this process that have made me just even look at myself and certain things and recognize certain things I didn't even didn't know was going on with me. You know what I mean? So 
it's definitely been an enlightening experience. It's been um, it's been surreal up to this point. Could you share any moments, uh, like in the making of the film, where maybe you know the the cameras cut off and like they were done, you were wrapping up for the day, where you really felt like changed or moved after a certain interview or after a certain like scene or take of something? Uh, one of the one of the things it was uh, a scene in the film. I was interviewed with the uh, with the young lady. She's a mental health expert, a nurse, um, Shauna Twitty. And um, she talked about how how her family moves as one. And they have a big family like I do. So, uh, you know, she was talking about how they have family meetings and, and how they, they sit and listen to the kids and really try to understand what's going on with them throughout their days and, and things like that. And that really inspired me because... I don't have family meetings. <laughs> I do talk to my kids a lot. We, me, yeah. my, me and my kids are, me and my kids are like this. They're like very close. But yeah. just that idea, like to to have such a large family and be so organized, right? Because yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to be organized. It's hard for most individuals to be organized. But to organize a large family and and be able to yeah. stay on task, yeah, that that really motivated me. You know, it gave me some. Uh, what's the word? Hope, maybe. You know, I'm like, okay, it can be done. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that that was definitely one. That was definitely one of the moments, you know, for me that I was like, man, that was. I needed to hear that. You know, that was an aha moment for me. Yeah, we love those. I feel like that's that's really important. I feel like I got a little bit from that because I I come from a big family too, and we certainly. Uh, we're not very centralized. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's hard when there's a lot of you, you gotta, you get in where you fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. My wife, my wife has a big, 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 big. <laughs> you know? so I, I learned, I learned quick. If you don't put your hand in that plate to get the chicken, you're not going to eat. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I, so I get it. You know, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sydney, did you well, were you gonna cut in? No, I was just I was just gonna say going back to uh some of your aha moments from making Die Willie Die, curious uh just to know how any of those lessons or any of those just kind of like big moments that you're gonna take with you for these next two installments that you have coming up also. So the next two installments are a little different. Um the first movie primarily is focused on mindset. The second movie focuses more on community. So in the second movie, we'll be exploring um, more more community action. And then the third movie focuses more on um, politics and economics. So, you know, it's a it's a long tail project, long tail journey. Um, we'll likely begin working on the next film within this next year or so, depending on how fast life is moving and, you know, coronavirus. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! You know, that... <laughs> you know, that you know, however, however the vid, if the vid lets us live out here and move around, but Look, you know, Omarion uh, <laughs> got an icebox. I don't know. <laughs> hey, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, but um, but yeah, the the second movie, it, you may you may see some of the people from the first movie in the second movie, uh, because we do have people that uh participate in this film that are community activists. Um, so you may you may see them reprise themselves playing themselves <laughs> uh in the second film uh 
the second film will be a little a little different in the format. Um, so this mm -hmm. film is more talking head, a lot of interviews, you know, kind of telling the story, piecing it together. The second film, you'll actually follow me on the journey to work with these community people to um, put together a plan to actually help us as a community become stronger. Mm -hmm. So the, the second movie is a little more motion. It's, we're moving around a lot more. You're not really sitting down and talking too much. You you actually follow me. You're getting on the airplane with me on the train, on the bus, stand on the street corner. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it'll be, it's like a lot a more live action. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. We, we we had one for this one. It didn't make the movie. <laughs> it's all right. You get round two. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I have one question. Speaking of community, uh, are you stationed? Like, are you based out of Michigan? Is that what I read? Born and raised. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Detroit, Michigan. Yep. Yeah, we we have a lot of like friends of the show, uh, filmmakers stationed there. We've talked to like Janai Black, Kamal Smith. Those ring any bells? Like, are you deep in the Kamal the film Smith community there? Yeah. Well, we haven't talked to him, but we've reviewed his movies. <laughs> he's a nice, yeah. he's a nice filmmaker. We haven't talked to him yet. <laughs> Kamal Smith and I, we went to high school together. Oh, oh wow. Small world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's that's the little homie right there. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed his films. Yeah, he's doing really well. A lot of Detroit uh filmmakers right now making headway, you know, they're they're taking the risk, man. You know, a lot of people, um, we had this conversation all the time in the independent community. It's like, you know, you people are comparing your movies to million dollar budget movies, right? And mm -hmm. some of these people are making movies with ten thousand dollars. You know, this they're scrapping it together. They don't have film school experience, don't have film school money, because it costs a lot of money to go to film school. Yeah. So I mean the fact that you're willing to take that risk and make a movie even if you make a bad movie <laughs> you took the risk to make the movie you can always yeah. get better you know I, I i try to teach my kids not to be afraid to fail you know because like we go to school and school is very important but school as a system teaches us that it's bad to fail you know yep. mm -hmm. if you fail it's a wrap you're losing it's not good you know what i mean but the fact of the matter is is that one, you're not going to be good at everything. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. Everybody's not good at everything. But two, it's not really about failing because you, you fail to learn. You know, when you fall down, it's like riding a bike. You'll yeah. never learn how to ride the bike if you're scared to fall because you're going to fall yeah. nine times out of ten. <laughs> and, you know, most people fall. So it's really not about the fall. It's really about the, the comeback. It's really about to get up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I commend everybody that takes this journey um, to make a film because it's really hard. It's not, this has been the most challenging thing. And I've done a lot of stuff. It's been the most challenging thing I've ever done. And uh, so anybody that takes this leap, you know, they get a kudos yeah. from me. I don't care how bad their movie is. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you get a kudos from me because this is not an easy journey. It's not, it's not easy emotionally. Um, because, you know, you're risking everything. I mean, I'm risking mm -hmm. everything to make a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I had to have a conversation with my wife. Like, yo, you know, I could go belly up on this. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, know, like, that's, that's real. That's a hard, yeah. It's a hard conversation to have, you know, but to have somebody that supports you, you know, I mean, everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of filmmakers in Detroit taking the risk. Detroit's on fire right now. So, yeah, yeah. keep watching Detroit movies. Go on Tubi. <laughs> watch all the movies. Even if you don't yeah. like it, just let it play so they can get paid. <laughs> <laughs> We most of the time like it. You're talking to the right that's people. You that, are. Yeah, that's what yeah. we do here. That's, that's what we like to do. <laughs> we yeah. watch them all. That's our yeah. thing. Good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad the movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm so glad you came to, to share this with us, but also with our listeners who are diehard Black indie fans and are always looking for, you know, what's coming up, what's bubbling up. So uh, thank you once again. Yeah. I'll pass it over to you. So you got any uh, more questions you want to finish this out with? Yeah, just outside of uh, your two additional installments coming up, just curious to know what's next for you. We saw that you're also, we see you right now in the studio working on the soundtrack for the film. So you clearly are a multi-talented man. So uh, feel free to plug your other upcoming projects as well as where our listeners can find you. So you can find me everywhere online at Ron's Life Speaks. You can find me at ronslifespeaks.com, Ron's Life Speaks on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you find people named Ron, Ron's Life Speaks. Uh, you also can find me at diewillyfilm.com. That's a good place to go learn about the movie. Uh, other projects, I'm, I'm currently writing uh, a few films uh, in collaboration with a few other people uh, from Detroit and from Atlanta. So I do have some, okay. some more films coming. Those will be a, a lot less uh, tense. Uh, <laughs> so there'll be, be comedies, you know what I mean? Um, but primarily right now, we're focused on getting Die Willie Die, you know, to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be traveling, doing some screenings uh, around the country, hopefully really soon. So we'll, we'll round out with an actual premiere, like a physical premiere uh, on Juneteenth here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So we, we may be in your town with, with a screening, but we'll, we'll have a grand shebang here in Detroit and then we'll, we'll likely distribute the film. Uh, shortly after that. So the, the film should be available to everybody uh, probably in July or so. Nice. nice. We'll keep an eye out for that uh, full release date. We'll definitely plug it yeah. to the listeners too. So. Now we do have right now, February 5th, you can get an exclusive screening. You can watch the movie with us. We'll be watching the movie that day. Nice. You can watch it with us for Black History Month because we wanted to do something for Black History Month because the, um, the model for Black History Month is uh, Black health and wellness. So you can't have a healthy body without a healthy mind. So, you know, true. die, will die, help you get your mind right. True, true, true. Uh, for all the listeners out there that will be in the show notes, so tune in with us and with Ron and team and everyone else on February 5th. We're going to be watching. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>